I didn't have a good night's sleep last night. And I don't know if this story had anything to do with it, but I would bet money on the fact that it, it may have. Uh, so story, uh, the CBC kind of went in depth on this. And this concerns a um, Alberta nursing home. Now, if you're thinking, okay, well, this is an al- a story about a nursing home in Alberta. How does that, why does that have anything to do with me or my life? Um, the company that runs it is in Markham, Ontario. This Alberta nursing home um, had a complaint filed against top-level staff who they allege locked up diapers to limit their use while incontinent residents sat in urine-soaked pads suffering from severe bladder and yeast infections and painful skin rashes and open wounds. The allegation is just one of many in a complaint filed in December 2018 with the College uh, and Association of Registered Nurses in Alberta claiming that senior staff at Athabasca Extendicare, this is a facility about 145 kilometers north of Edmonton, didn't deliver the proper care and hygiene to 50, re- 50 residents at the home, and it was constantly understaffed. There's this uh, man whose mother has since passed, but he along with uh, a resident and two former healthcare aides and a nurse who resigned, filed three complaints in December 2018. Their complaints take issue with the inner workings of the for-profit nursing home, which former staff say came at the expense and care of the um, people living in that home. Extended Care disagrees with a number of the allegations and uh, said in a statement that each resident's room is equipped with the required products and staff regularly restock them as needed without limitation. But there is a nurse who worked there from April 2016 to March 2018 and she quit. She couldn't take it anymore. She alleges the home's ration, ration diapers limiting most residents to three during the day and one at night. She said they were a constant source of contention. And the director wanted to know why so many were being used. Well, if you need that many, that's the amount that people need, I guess, is the answer. In some cases, there were people left in dirty diapers. Can you imagine? This is care you're paying for, for, I would argue, some of the most vulnerable members of society. And if you're paying for care, you expect to, your parent to have that care. Some of the reason why they didn't have uh, proper care is uh, they alleged that there weren't enough staff on. I think it's shocking. One of the most, things, the, the most shocking things about this article are there are uh, national standards that are basically minimal across the country. And even these minimal, minimal requirements are not often being met. Here to talk a little bit about that, Melanie Bernard, who is National Director of Policy and Advocacy at the Canadian Health Coalition. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Hi, thanks for having me. This is, if I could just clarify, sorry, but it's a, it's a really important point. So um, there actually are not currently national standards on staffing ratios and things like that for long-term care facilities. There are some standards uh, in the provinces. Each province can set its own standards, um, but even those minimal standards are not being met. So we are calling for national standards in this area, but there currently are not any. Why do we not have na- national standards? 
Well, it often comes down to um, arguments about whether this is provincial or federal jurisdiction. And our position is that long-term care provides essential health services. And the federal government does have an important role to play um, in providing funding to the provinces and setting national standards for other areas of health care. So there's no reason we can't do the same thing for long-term care. It's hard to imagine that these residents were being left in um, dirty diapers for hours. They were not given, they were limited to the amount of uh, clean pads that they could have. And these were locked away because, you know, nurses and, and caregivers were trying to provide the client with the care that they have paid for. And they would uh, take them and use them. And then the, the, the allegedly the management was, the directors were asking, why are we using so many of these? They lock them away. Have you ever heard of anything like this happening before? Well, this is appalling, but sadly it is not uh, new. We hear these kinds of stories from healthcare workers, be they nurses or uh, personal support workers, healthcare aides across the country um, having similar experiences in terms of restrictions on access to uh, really basic um, equipment and supplies, like incontinence supplies, diapers. And in this particular complaint, we also heard about uh, restricted access to essential uh, antibiotic creams, antifungal creams uh, that the patients uh, were needing, but that this private for-profit facility uh, was not giving them access to. Yeah, I also read in this article that some of the uh, people that were caring for um, the residents would quietly uh, and secretly wash them. And this is something that you should do anyways. Of course. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it is quite shocking that uh, people were even, uh, healthcare workers were prevented from uh, washing patients with, uh, residents, excuse me, with soap and water because um, there were restrictions placed on that. And unfortunately, this is, like I said, something that we do see uh, and hear about in different facilities across the country, um, more so in private for-profit facilities than public facilities. Uh, research shows that public long-term care facilities provide better quality care, and there's a good reason for that is that they aren't focused on maximizing their profits. They're there to focus on providing care for residents. Isn't that interesting? Because I think a lot of people think you're going to get better care at a private facility. Yeah, well, again, I mean, the private facilities are really focused on their bottom line and producing profits for their shareholders. So we do see a lot more corners being cut um, in terms of restrictions on supplies, but also in terms of staffing ratios. So not having enough uh, healthcare workers there to really provide the care that the residents uh, require and, and that they deserve. What are the challenges that you're up against, uh, Melanie, when you, you know, are asking for national standards when it comes to long-term care homes? Uh, well, as I mentioned, often there's a debate about whether this is federal or provincial jurisdiction. Um, there's, at the federal level, there's also a minister for seniors and a minister for health care, so there's discussion over who would really uh, take responsibility for these standards. But as I said, uh, the federal government can set national standards for health care. Uh, they do that through the Canada Health Act, and we would call for uh, similar legislation to be adopted at a federal level that would provide federal funding to the provinces for long-term care, but uh, the provinces would only be able to access that funding if they met these standards of care. Which makes sense. It makes sense, and, and really, it's, with the aging population, this is something that we really need to act on as soon as possible.
All right. I want to thank you for your time, Melanie. Thanks so much. Uh, the National Director of Policy and Advocacy at the Canadian Health Coalition. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a great day.